Good morning. Everyone, this morning we have quite the provocative gospel, right? Jesus says, I have come not to bring peace, but division. And if you've heard me preach at all over the last year, you would say, well, Father, you've been saying God works through peace. So you're a liar. Everyone, I'm not a liar. There is a difference between the peace Jesus talks about here and the peace, right, that comes from following God. If we call it two things, we could call it false peace, true peace. False and true peace. What is Jesus talking about here in the gospel? We hear it in the first reading, this idea of false peace. You have the prophet Jeremiah, right? And everyone goes after him. He's hated. The prophets of Israel were hated. And so they say, if we just get rid of Jeremiah, throw him into the cistern, then everything will be okay, king. Everything will be at peace. And so they throw Jeremiah down into the cistern to starve to death and die. Everyone, false peace looks like simply a lack of conflict. If we understand peace as simply a lack of conflict, we have a wrong idea of what peace means, right? If we just don't, if we could just get rid of war, then we'd be at peace, right? If we could just have world peace, everything would be okay. But we forget to consider, everyone, right, that you get rid of this war because we are fallen, and we suffer from concupiscence, there will be another war and another war. That simply an absence of conflict does not mean peace. It means a certain false right stability of weighing uh, two different sort of groups that are at odds. And so, right, the three places, the three things that offer us this false peace is the world the flesh, and the devil, the world, the flesh, the devil, that they whisper to us, if you just don't deal with the conflicts in your life, if you just try to put them aside, try to end the next war, then everything will be okay. Everything will be at peace. Right? And what is Jesus saying in our gospel? He's saying if you follow the world, the culture, the flesh, meaning fallen uh, humanity or the devil, then, everyone, I have come to bring division. If you follow one of those three things, indeed, father will be divided against son, son against father, mother against mother-in-law, all that stuff, right? If you follow these things, if you follow false peace, you will find division, not unity, which is right, from the Holy Spirit, which is from God. And so true peace, everyone, always brings together unity. And in many ways, it's dealing with those things, it's dealing with the conflict to arrive at peace. It's dealing with the difficult thing to arrive at peace. What is true peace? St. Augustine says true peace is the harmony of well-ordered desire. The harmony of well-ordered desire. When we th have things ordered correctly in our life, 
when we desire the right things and follow through on them, right? It's not about sitting back, hoping that right things are some way, in some way, in a human way, tranquil in life. Because Jesus promises us as Christians, the cross as well, you will have suffering. And so true peace is not an absence, everyone, of the cross, the absence of suffering, the absence of conflict. It is about having our desires ordered well, this harmony, this order of life. That's where true peace comes. And in that, right, there is not division. There will become unity among us. Unity. How do we receive, how do we obtain true peace? Quite a simple question. Whole nother thing to receive. I simply propose to you this. Everyone, if, you, if we want to experience true peace, it happens very simply. It is when God's heart, when God's heart and my need come in contact. We experience peace where the Father's heart, aflame with love, intersects with my human need. We will receive peace. We will receive love. We will receive the joy of the Holy Spirit when my need comes in contact with, intersects with the heart and the love of the Father. Right? I purposely do it this way because it makes the cross, everyone. That the crucifixion, the cross, is the very sign of peace, of God, literally coming down among us, right? And Jesus offering his need to the Father, saying, Father, I, I, don't, I can't do anything without you. I simply put myself in your hands. And what does God do? He saves us. God saves us, that when his heart and my need, my struggle, everything that I carry, come in contact together, everyone. That's where salvation happens. That's where salvation takes place. And when we bring these together, to bring these together, right, God's heart, to understand it correctly, is always coming towards us. That the Father is always seeking us out. The Father is always pouring out his love upon us like Niagara Falls. And we simply have to open our hearts to his love. We have to simply bring our needs to him. But if we never do that, right, it seems like God's not acting when in fact it's on our side. We're not bringing our need, our sufferings, our struggles, where we need salvation to happen to him, right? To acknowledge that we have to come back to the basics of acknowledging our need to God and relating it to him because he's a real person. That we take our need, our struggle, all that is in us and say, Jesus, this is what's happening. Jesus, this is where I'm at. Here it is for you. This is where I need to be saved. And when we relate it to him, 
when we go back to him, right, in a relationship, that's when he's able to enter in and save us there. That's what he wants to do. That he wants us to open our suffering, our need, just like Jesus on the cross does to the Father. And he will save us there. We acknowledge what we experience, and then we relate it to the Father. We relate it to him. The sad thing about this is we often won't experience this true reality, this life-saving reality, and the peace of God because, right, we haven't encountered the cross enough in our life. That if everything's just okay, the peace of the world, yeah, things are fine. That, I don't need God. And if I don't need God, I won't encounter his life-saving love, everyone. That it's in the cross where we come to encounter the loving heart of the Father. When we bring our need to him. And then what will happen you will see within yourself, you will see within yourself a, so, a fire set forth that cannot be put out. You will witness Pentecost in your own life, the true fire of peace where God creates the church and sends out 11 rather weak and pathetic men who change the world. That's the kind of peace that we are talking about. A peace that comes from, right, the fire of the Spirit because we have encountered the Spirit and the saving power of God in our need. And so this week, I pray for you that you may receive in a particular way an insight, a clarity about your need for God. And then to bring that to him in relationship, to relate that to him, so you may receive the true peace of God.